All right, what's up, everyone? We are back with another episode of Black Hearts Club Radio. And today we are here at the Made in Norfolk store with Amir Driver. Yo, yo. what's up, y'all? How are you doing today? I'm chilling. Regular, <laughs> regular Thursday. Regular Thursday. It's raining. Yeah. It's been raining all day. Has that affected, like, your mood for the day? You got <laughs> uh, tired? You look at tired a little bit. That's the weed. That's the weed. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, weed. dang, Amir been in this store yeah. slaving. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's the weed for sure. <laughs> but nah, not, not my mood. Uh, Probably the store's traffic, but not my mood, though. You know, I've been vibing. We've been here chilling all day, so it's the same shit. Right. Yeah, okay. Marissa, how you feeling? You know, today, you know, when it's... I'm a water sign, so... When, when it's, it's raining, raining, you I'm feel... emotional good. sometimes. Oh, emotional? Yes. What happened, Marissa? <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm a water sign, too. I ain't really feel emotional today. Okay, so I'm interested me. to know what happened. The same thing. Like, I think I'm a, I'm a cancer, so that would make me a water sign. Oh, my too. God. <laughs> that would make me a water sign, too. Oh, we're both cancer. We just gonna yeah, let Marissa see? do this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? But, like, yeah, nah, I was cool today. I was chilling. Yeah, I was good. I mean, I was chill like I was today. Right it was too. a it was good energy today. Like I did feel at peace, but like I wasn't emotional. I had somber energy today, but yeah. I felt productive. Like I was really productive through being like, yeah. like I wasn't sad, but I was like, Ugh, today. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I had a pretty productive day. Right at work, and then come here and record. So right, it's all good. Um, events. Y'all mm-hmm. been to any dope events lately? Mm. I've been to a couple events here, actually. Yeah, I was about to say, the last event that I've been to was here. Mm-hmm. We're about to have another one, uh, Survival of the Bars. is March 1st. And what is that? Survival of the Bars is a, it's like a cypher event that we have here. My man TP and uh, my man College Boy Q, they do their event here. We just house it as their event. But they do it once a month, uh, and it's always normally either the first Sunday of the month or the last Sunday of the month. Okay. So it's going to be the first one this month. Is it like a ticketed event? Like, where can people pick up the tickets? Uh, they actually do have tickets. Uh, the tickets normally are in their uh, Instagram bios, or you can go to the Made in Norfolk page because we post the uh, flyer for the event and tag them, and you can follow from there. But if not, you can get a ticket. That you can pay at the door always. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So y'all make sure y'all pull up for yeah, that. Come check Were us. you interested in um, Battle Rap and Cyphers before collabing with them? Oh, uh. Well, I, when I started rapping, that's what I was doing. Yeah, but like up until that point, nah, I had kind of left it alone. Mm-hmm. But when they presented the uh, the idea, it made sense. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I was on board for sure. And TP is my guy. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember the event that I went to. It was Pop Smoke and um and Gunner. How was that? Surprise, surprise. It was fun. For real? <laughs> it was fun, fun as hell. Prison Dior, Dior. Yeah. <laughs> I love Pop Smoke, man. Yeah. Okay, so. Because <laughs> I have to talk about this because oh, it was some Twitter bullshit, and y'all know and I so always I see Twitter it, right? bullshit. Uh huh. What, what you talking about with him? With and him the and the photographer. Yeah. Okay, guys. So, <laughs> all right, because I want to. I want to know. I mean, I want to know how y'all feel about him handling it like that. But let me explain to the listeners what I'm talking about. So, apparently there was a meet and greet with Pop Smoke or whatever, mm-hmm. and there was a fan who came and took pictures with. Pop Smoke and of Pop Smoke. And the pictures didn't turn out, you know, <laughs> how Pop Smoke wanted them to turn out. So he DM'd the guy. And he was like, take them down, pretty much. Like, he was like, take them down. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like Smoke didn't get aggressive until it seemed like the other guy was getting aggressive with him first. Right. So it kind of turned into a little argument. But what happened was the dude 
took the screenshots <laughs> and put them on Twitter and was like, Pop Smoke mad that he ugly. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know this that. nigga Pop Smoke was really mad because he ugly. This shit took me out. Like and please say this man at name. Self-made. All right. <laughs> and I'll I'll read y'all the exchange. So the, Yeah, read it. So uh, Pop Smoke sends the image to the photographer, Paris Marley. And he's like, yo, you trying to disrespect me because why you posted pics like this of me? The photographer responds, what you mean I'm trying to disrespect? Question mark. You don't you don't like I'll take it down. And then Pop Smoke replies, take it down, homie. Don't ever try and play me like that. And the photographer says, you played yourself. That's how you look. Fuck wrong with you. So Pop Smoke says, what type of time you on, kid? Take the pics down. So in my opinion, I felt like this is a normal exchange like between two guys. Like, <laughs> take the pictures like, down. Like Pop Smoke, like really the photographer had suggested that he was going to take the pics down first. And Pop Smoke didn't really disrespect him in the original one. I feel like the original message, he was saying, like, yo, like, I don't like the pics. Can you just take them down? Or, But I don't think he was coming at the photographer's neck or nothing. But other people was like, oh, you're ugly. Like, da, da, da. And they just wrote him off. I don't understand why people keep saying Pop Smoke is ugly. I don't I don't think he's an ugly person. I don't think he is. I don't think and, he's ugly. And his personality is actually nice, too. Like, during the time during the day that he like visited VA and stuff like that, they were doing runs around Virginia the whole say, day. I seen, I seen his meet and greets. He was really interacting with the people. Yes. yes, he was really like being social with everybody that was there. Right. I think what happened was the miscommunication came in. I really think that After was the, miscommunication. When the, photographer, when the photographer said he was gonna take it down. Son should have responded maybe a little different, but he was probably feeling aggressive at that time. Mm-hmm. The only thing is you blew it. Problems. Like, you blew it. That could have been something totally different, but you mm-hmm. wanted a buck. And then whoever wanted to post some screenshots, <laughs> I feel like that's corny. Yeah. I'm tired of seeing people post screenshots from rappers. Y'all fucking your own bags up. Because at the end of the day, why would you do something like that? Like They're, they're posting screenshots looking for a viral moment instead of looking for a, a money moment. Right. A, or at least a connect. Like, even if you don't get any money out of this interaction, you could still build a relationship that could lead to something else where Pop Smoke might end up recommending you one day. Right. So, but people but keep people thinking out. in the small, yeah. <laughs> small picture. It's about Selling the big chains. picture. <laughs> <laughs> people don't want to think, man. But, I mean, I don't know. I thought it was corny. I don't like when people do shit like that. Like, I feel like he posted it for clout, and it was just corny to me. Is the talk of the day, and tomorrow is going to be not something different. It's not going to happen. It did get you. a lot of retweets, though. It got, like, a couple thousand retweets. Mm-hmm. Like, a couple hundred thousand retweets. But, um, anyway, that event was pretty cool. I haven't really been to anything else lately. i kind of been chilling. We went to Black Youngsters concert mm-hmm. oh yeah i didn't care for it <laughs> <laughs> yeah his energy like youngster you is normally really get uh lit for real for real was he he was kind of dry really yeah he was dr- he was pretty dry yeah he was just kind of walking back and forth across the stage mm-hmm. and it was packed full of niggas the and... openers that were local actually had did better the crowd yes more Crazy interested money. especially stew money um, yeah, Stu Money did the best out of that night. Period. Stu Money. <laughs> he did do the best. 
And he did do the best. And Jacquees will be here tomorrow. Oh, yeah, Jacquees <laughs> will be here tomorrow. Shout out Katie Nation. Jacquees will be here tomorrow. Um, Gosh. <laughs> I don't even know this shit. Oh, Money Bag Yo is coming sometime in April. Um, Rod Wave is coming sometime. And, yeah. Roddy Rich about to be here, too, right? Yeah, I think he's coming to Lido's. Uh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we went to the opening. We did go to the opening of that new spot on Granby twelve hundred. Okay, how was it? That was good. Johnny's. Yes. Right. So I was a little bit confused about that. Well, they have new owners now. New ownership. Okay. Well, we met the owners. They're they're really nice. Cool. Yeah, my man Dino. Yeah. yeah. Well, you tapped in. You know every fucking body. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I mean. No events. Any new music y'all been listening to lately? Mm. No, not really. I need somebody to put me on. Y'all got to put me on before the Ah. Uh, not for real. Glitch <laughs> dropped a new tape. So, DC. Man. Shout out to my DC friend. DC. <laughs> I just been watching NPR, uh, Tiny Desk. Oh, yeah. I saw you had the Erica Badu on. Yeah, that's it. We've been doing that all week. So that's been about it, though. I'm going to try to do one of those in here, too. Yeah, Ooh, that that would be, be cool. Nice. This is the type of vibe something. for that. Yeah, I like that. Um, I'm listening to NBA Young Boy as usual. Okay. okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm super I'm, with it. I love NBA Young Boy, but other than that, I just kind of been listening to '70s and '80s music. Really. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to be more positive, so mm-hmm. I start listening to a lot of trap, rap, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, as long as you don't let it affect you. Right. Yeah, but you know it does. I mean, (laughs) sometimes it just does. Like, I feel like if you listen to something like one thing too much, one message too much. You know, that's true. That's very true. Then it does. So I try to listen to like either seventies and I start off in the morning with gospel, and then Mm -hmm. I listen to seventies and eighties while I'm at work. When I get home, maybe some other stuff. You know, catch up on new music and stuff like that. But I be trying to keep my spirits up Mm -hmm. for the beginning of this year. So. Young Nudie's tape is coming out on the 24th. That's what I'm waiting on. Young Nudie needs to come back here. I miss That was him. a good concert. Uh. I never listened to any Young Nudie. I might have to do that. I'm, I'm who do you listen to? Old niggas. Like who, though? Like Benny the Butcher? Yeah, like Benny, like Nip. I still listen okay. to Jay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we were listening to G-Unit and here the other day. <laughs> you Please? <made> <laughs> I got a whole boy that love 50 Cent, bro. Shout oh out to Flea. Because what happened was, I really forget that a lot of niggas that grew up at the same time as us, they really used to admire 50 Cent. And now when they open their mouth and they say that, they want me to play some 50 Cent, I'd be kind of confused. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I forgot that was an era. That was an era. Was an era. Yeah. And it was definitely the era that I was coming up, but I was not interested. <laughs> <laughs> Not in fifty. I was interested in Wayne. You listen to Wayne? Yes. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Oh I gotta listen. Don't to fuck new, with Wayne. I have to listen to the new Wayne album. Funeral. That's what it was. I, I did listen. listen to that. I didn't listen to it yet. He snapped. Yeah, I've, I've heard that he's really been rapping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some Wayne, some Wayne I can listen to, but all Wayne, no. Right. You know what all I mean? what? Um, okay, so what Wayne agree. can't you listen to? So, so I can like, get an idea. All right, so. Dedic Carter one. Okay. Dedication Wayne. Okay. And like Drought Wayne. I can do that. Okay. But like. So you don't like Rebirth Wayne? No. That's so terrible. I can't do that. That's so awful. I can't do Rebirth Wayne. Because Rebirth is like. 
once the once the super rock star Wayne transition came into play, he kind of lost me. I, I owe my like, life yo. to that album. I was like, yo, Wayne, I don't. <laughs> what that rebirth is the reason why I am the way I am today, okay. literally. Okay. Oh my god! Cause Lil Wayne, like we came out with that album, it's kind of like he was saying, like, no, like it's okay to, you know what I'm saying, like he with the skateboard and shit like that. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was dope, and I thought it was dope that a nigga that was like the most hood ass nigga was making an album like this. Yeah. So. Yeah. I fuck with you. Know, from, <laughs> from that perspective, it's dope to show the diversity that he has, mm-hmm. you know, the range that he has as a person. But for me, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, you know, He's a, but for me, I can't I, fuck with I it. I can't really like, you know, but I'm with it. I get it. But yeah, nah, I just couldn't grab it. Yeah, yeah. man. That wasn't my favorite either. Yeah. What was your favorite? <laughs> I mean, I didn't say it was my favorite. I just said. Um, I think the Carter Three. Yeah. I like rap. I just like rapping Wayne. Yes. You know what I mean? But you like bars. Of, yeah, certain style of rapping Wayne, though. Because, like, Wayne had, like, three or four different mm-hmm. rap styles, too, though. Like, he missed me with one or two of them. But, like, yeah. Right. Wow. Wayne, yeah. And, like, the last couple of years, some of his rhymes have been sloppy. Yeah, so right. Right. Me hearing good things about Funeral, I really do want to listen to that album. So I am going to take time to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take time to listen to it. Do not take time to listen to Bad Vibes Forever. Because I did <laughs> listen to Bad Vibes Forever. And it's, Who was that? That's X album. Okay. X album that they released, you know, yeah. after oh, he, he died. You know. Yeah. See, I always have a like a, a hard time with those. Mm-hmm. because I don't like it. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know, as an artist, I know. You are very hands on with your project mm-hmm. until the very end of it. Yeah. And when when people are to put out, you know, content without you being here, right. it's kind of like, what are you doing? Yeah. Man. What's the motive? <laughs> right. I would and... rather you just if you put if you are to put it out, just put it out the way it is. Yeah. Don't try to do too much to it, you know. Just put it out because this was where the thought was at that time from said artist. But mm-hmm. then you start touching it, it's like, nah, bro, this shit don't feel the same. It and it don't feel the same. Right. It really don't. Like. It hasn't felt the same. I think Question Mark was the... That was his last album that actually felt like him. Mm-hmm. Scans didn't even really feel like him, for real, for real. Yeah. It was just kind of weird. Like, I don't know, but... And some of those songs that were on Skins were already released to the public as they were. Yep. So them So what do y'all to, look like trying to go and re... They flipped it and <laughs> yes. put on Apple Music. Like, boy... <laughs> Uh, Anyways, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we gonna move on to you. Okay. <laughs> I was enjoying the conversation. <laughs> now we gonna talk about you for a little bit. So, okay. um, I guess my question is more so about the brand. Like, so because I know you make music, but when did the brand, the Made in Norfolk brand, when did that pop off? Like uh, for you, when did that start? I started doing clothes in 2012. Mm-hmm. It was initially just merch, you know what I mean, rapper merch and shit like that, because a part of my stick when I was performing was telling people I was made in Norfolk when I was mm-hmm. out of town and shit. Oh, so I nice. had got it on a hat, and um, after that, like, my friends was like, yo, bro, we need hats. So I gave all my niggas hats. And mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean, I got 12 hats, gave all my niggas and shit. And then from there, them being out, people walking around, people were asking them, yo, where you get that hat from, you know what I mean, so on and so forth. So I just kept giving them to people, certain people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and then... uh. I started selling them in like 2013, right. 2013, 20, 2014. And so I started selling the tees and the hats. Um, and it just really started going from there. 
uh, I I was really out of the trunk with it. I didn't really start to expand and do other products like hoodies and shit like that until later. It was just hats and shirts more than anything. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's that's really how it started. Just me trying to really put on. You know, I wanted people to know where we were from, just like people know and acknowledge all the other cities all the like areas. Brooklyn and Crenshaw's and all that stuff, places exactly. that they've never been, that they have no problem putting on their chest or their head. So I figured we could do the same thing. That was my stick. That's why I used to tell niggas like. The Made in Norfolk hat is our Yankee hat. You know what I mean? Niggas will wear a New York Yankee hat anywhere. You can, make a New York, mm-hmm. you can wear a Made in Norfolk hat anywhere, and somebody will acknowledge it. Yeah. And, and to this point, I mean, to, the, to this, yeah, to this point, that's kind of really been what it's been. So, yeah. It's right. thugging. Okay. And Norfolk has a lot of connections to different places. Like, we have sister cities in different countries and mm-hmm. everything. So, with that, we, uh, I'm going to do a t-shirt I had in mind, and I was going to, like, put all the Norfolks on a shirt because... Cause it is like seven or eight of them. Mm-hmm. It's one in Jamaica. It's one in, hmm. uh, it's one in Europe. Yep. It's one in California. It's one in New England. It's one in Mass. Mass that is New England, Massachusetts area. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I forgot what the other ones were. But yeah, we're gonna do something with that because we do have a lot of sister cities. Like it goes so far. I've had people from other countries mm-hmm. hit me up and say, "Where are you guys located?" Like I said, in Europe because it's it's one in the United Kingdom. So. It does range a lot farther than people know. For yeah. Real. So do you have, like, uh, have you always been interested in fashion? Yeah. Did you go to school for fashion nope. or anything like that? I went best dressed in high school, though. Does that count? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what high school did you go to? I went to Moore. Moore High School? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Ironically enough. And that shit is funny to me, man, because, like, I'm a, tr- I'm a firm believer, right, in mm. speaking, like, things into existence, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Super, super big on manifestations and shit, right? And it's funny because the people I went to high school with, they always say the same shit. They be like, yo, man, you used to say this shit back when we were in school that you was going to be a rapper and you was going to have clothes and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Because that was really just my thing, though. You know what I mean? I, like I said, I won Best Dressed. And I remember we had a senior wall and it was like, right, what you going to do and shit in the next 10 years? And I was like, yo, I'm going to be a rapper. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be signed to uh, Rockefeller and I'm, <laughs> and, and I'm gonna be super fly and shit like that. You know what I mean? Doing the way shit. So to to be able to do certain things to this point, like be able to uh, outfit the girls' basketball team, to be able to like yeah, outfit that's the coaching nice. staff, shit like mm-hmm. that for more. That's all been dope for me, just personally, just because it just ties into the storyline. You know right. Mean? So how did you turn like a hobby into your career? Mm, with the store that. opening yeah. and stuff like that? Uh, For real, I just jumped out there. Mm-hmm. Honestly, no bullshit. Because, like I said, I had all, I had been doing clothing for so long. Right. I had already kind of generated a fan base or a consumer base, I should say. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't as hard. But I just really jumped out there and, te- and tested it to see if people would bite. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, we had been doing it. Me and my, my partner, Carnell, I had, he had came on in like 2015 or so. And he had, he came on and really started helping me with the production and getting shit out. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, we've been doing this shit for for five years now, bro. You right. know what I mean? Uh, I've been doing it for eight. You came on. We've been really pumping this shit. We know people are familiar. Mm-hmm. It's It's got to be a better way to do this. So um, I was working. I had a job working in the mall, in Military mm-hmm. Circle Mall. And I had talked to the property manager one day. I seen her walking while I was walking through the mall and shit. And she was standing with two people and they knew who I was Mm -hmm. you know what I mean on some shit it was like yo man what's up bro one person was talking about me on some rap shit the other person was talking about the clothes Mm -hmm. and 
That's a good look. Yeah. That is a good look. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just randomly, though. Like, yeah. I'm really, like, on my lunch break just walking through the mall. Yeah. And, like, I run into her talking to these two vendors. They were about to try to get a space. And they both, like, you know what I mean, acknowledged me. She was like, so what do you do? I said, I, I own Made in Norfolk. She was like, oh, my God, my kids have Made in Norfolk hats and T-shirts mm-hmm. in the house already. So um, from there, you know, I told her I was interested in getting a space. Mm-hmm. She asked me if I had any spaces in mind. I had saw this space prior to that happening. Yeah. So I told her about this space. She helped me make it happen. So do you have do you have any advice for other entrepreneurs who just kind of want to jump out and do it? Because, like, I mean, at what point did you just, like, I'm just going to quit my job and I'm just going to do this full time? So I tell people all the time, right, that to in order to do that, other things have to be in place, right? Right. Like, I will... Uh, uh, attribute a lot of me being able to do this to me having a very strong support system, right? Like, because I have a child. If you have a child, it's harder yeah. to do certain things. Like, my mother yes, really is. helps a lot. You know what I mean? My girlfriend really helps the situation a lot. You know what I mean? Everybody right. around understands that, you know, I have been doing and pursuing these things for so mm-hmm. long, and I've created such a following and fan base that it can generate revenue if you go about it the right mm-hmm. way. So, uh, I tell I tell entrepreneurs all the time, if you do if it's something that you want to do before you jump out there and just do it invest time into building uh, a following or a consumer base you know if you have a product before you just go out there and do it because you want to have uh 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 already flow coming in of sorts before you try to like do something like get overhead right you know? because this is overhead it's cool to have a store but now I got another rent that I got to pay. I have right. Another, you know, I have another light bill that I have to pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the store has to always stay clo- uh, 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 full with stock. You got to mm-hmm. say stock at this point, you know. So uh, I tell people all the time, before you, like, try to just leap out there, build your clientele, uh, build your name, build your branding, and just keep pushing till you get to a point where you can really gauge it and say, all right, People are fucking with me. They paying attention. Mm-hmm. My engagement on Instagram is X, Y, Z. That matters. Like, you know, when I put out a product, people are tapped in. Mm-hmm. If you see all these things are happening, you can shoot the shot. If you have a following to that point, I will always say go for it. But if not, work towards that first and then go for that, you know. Because right. I've been out here doing this shit now for almost 10 years. So mm-hmm. with that, it's familiar to people, mm-hmm. you know. Even if they're not as familiar as they are now, you know, they were familiar because of the consistency in it. So. Right. I remember seeing the brands I was coming up to, like, and now to see, like, the store and put a face to the brand and mm-hmm. stuff like that, it all makes sense. Right. Um, so with what you just said, um, I think Chrissy was telling me that you have other brands that are sold in the store as well. Yep, we do. We do. We have two other brands in the store. Uh, Certified Chicken Chasers is one brand. That's my partner, Carnell. Mm-hmm. That's the brand that he created. And Blue Dreams uh, line is... My partner, uh, Carrie, he's like one of our graphic design artists. That's his clothing line as well. Mm-hmm. And we just are in here working. We make everything in store. Uh, we take orders, put them together, you know, outsource some things like the hats because we don't have the embroidery machine yet. But other than that, everything else we do right here. You know what I'm saying? Are there any other brands in the area that you would like to collab with maybe? Um, At some point. We do intend to open the doors for other brands to come in and, and have uh, shelving and, and rack space. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like Paladori a lot. Yeah, me same. And Ray, me and Ray were talking about that at one point, trying to get some stuff in here. Mm, I really, really like SSX brand too. Mm-hmm. Really, really like SSX brand. I know uh, with what they're doing, it looks super boutique-ish. Mm-hmm. So I can understand 
if they would want to keep it that way because it's I, very exclusive. Yeah, I get the exclusivity. <laughs> it's very exclusive. Yeah, I get the exclusivity level of it, and that's and that's dope to have something like that at this level. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? for them to be able to do it and control yeah. it like that. So I get it uh, completely. Um, Skywalking. Skywalking okay, is yeah. another brand that's real dope. My man Zeke, I've been fucking with Zeke for a minute, and, mm. and to see Zeke's progression with the clothes is really dope. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if one day he had a brick and mortar himself because mm-hmm. they've been doing so much for so long. I can just see that being one of the next things that they do gradually, like in progression. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, Who else? Because I try to stay tapped in. I try to keep my eyes on everything that's moving. Mm. I can't really think. I can't really think, man. But I know it's a lot of brands, though, because there you know, are once, a lot of brands coming once, up. Once I opened the storefront, I got so many people hit me up. You let me put my stuff in your store. I'm like, <laughs> I've never seen none of this shit before ever. Like, not the front on you or nothing like that, bro. But I know in the demographic that I'm in, mm-hmm. who I'm uh, catering to, what I see. So I know if I'm seeing it, the demographic that I'm trying to cater to is seeing it also. Yep. So if I'm not seeing you, you in this market, it doesn't really fit in what I'm trying to do. Like like I said, that's why I mentioned brands like Palidori, SSX, you know right. what I mean, Skywalking, because I do see those brands out. I do see those brands uh, in the same circles, in the same crowds where I see Made in Norfolk and shit like that, so it kind of makes sense. You know Have you mean? thought about maybe reaching out to other demographics, though? Because I know, like, when I first came in here, I do fuck with Made in Norfolk, mm-hmm. but, like, what what drew me in was that. And that's a little bit different. Like, that... that yeah. Yeah, so, like, have you ever thought about kind of catering to other demographics yeah 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 of course uh one of the things that the reason one of the reasons why the branding is so general in a sense is because Mm -hmm. we always want to be able to cater to a lot of different different lanes of people Mm -hmm. uh the design structure we are going to intend to do some other things with you know Mm -hmm. what i mean to try to like showcase some other aspects of the city to appeal to different markets and different demographics of people too Mm -hmm. uh it's just something that we just are gradually trying to get into right right now uh like I said, you see my man Carrie, the, the, the shirt that drew you in. This is one of the guys, this is the guy that does a lot of the designs that we got coming mm. for spring, summer. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I I really do not even think no, we got some stuff on the way that'll probably draw in a different client base. Okay, um, so as far as your brand, what has been or what would you say has been your biggest moment for the Made in Norfolk brand? Uh, opening the store. Besides opening the store. Besides opening the store. <laughs> I mean, of course, but yeah. of course, opening the store. But besides opening the store, what would you say has been a major accomplishment of yours for mm. Made in Norfolk? Mm, major accomplishment. Oh, I mean, well, more. The school. The school's uh, sports teams, you know, wanting to wear the, the, the clothes while they were out on the field. The coaching staff. I went to high school with all those guys, right? So mm-hmm. that in itself is cool because I remember a lot of them playing for the team and trying to get to that point where they got two coaches. So for them to, to still want to, like, bring me on, and that, that made me feel like, damn, I'm still a part of the, the whole mm-hmm. energy with my guys. Mm-hmm. And then with the uh, girls' basketball team, wanting to wear the, 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 the sweatsuits as their uniform was also dope because I played basketball for the school. So I'm like, yeah. damn, man, I'm just giving back. I'm just, yeah. It's my, like my it presence came back full circle. Yeah, it's, it's full circle, so that's fire. That was probably one of the biggest things. Um, and another another thing is we had a kid come in here one day, right? A little mm-hmm. boy. He's like, he was like 10, 11 years old. And he was telling my man, Carnell, about how 
he was really, really, he really wanted a Made in Norfolk t-shirt for mm-hmm. school because everybody was talking about Made in Norfolk. He <laughs> had like a C or some wild shit like that, some low grade, and he pulled his grade all the way up. So his dad would bring him in here and buy him a Made in Norfolk t-shirt. Oh he my was God. so psyched. Oh and me God. and my man C was in here so lit. So like, nice. yo, <laughs> like on some super heartwarming shit. My man, I wasn't, I wasn't here when it happened, so mm-hmm. he called me and was like, bro, you ain't never going to believe this shit. Wow. <laughs> So yeah, that that right there was probably one of the bigger things because it just yeah. it made us it made it feel it made us not even feel like but it made us aware that we were playing uh, a bigger role than just clothes, I guess, to the area. It made people feel like they had something that was important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they had value. So that was dope. That was dope for real. Yeah, I really think you're bringing just good energy like to the community mm-hmm. with your brand, especially opening the store. I think it's very inspiring. I think it's just bringing a new energy right. that's going that Norfolk needs. So we appreciate you for that. Yes. Um. So as far as like the music, when did you begin in music? Shit. <laughs> uh, when I was like fourteen, I put a mixtape out when I was fifteen. Mm. Oh was, gosh. Oh yeah, I was in high school. So <laughs> I would like to hear that. It's fire though. I would like to hear yeah, that actually. Bullshit. It's so like so. All right, I'm old, right? I'm an old man. <laughs> he keeps saying he old. I still to this day don't know how old this man That's what is. I mean. I'm an old man. <laughs> so like when I put when I was when I was rapping when I started recording and shit like that, mm-hmm. niggas was just battle rapping and shit like okay. Cassidy Freeway era types shit was just popping off like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So I went and recorded mixtape. Set in my crib, burned it on the CD burner and the computer and shit. Fucked the whole <laughs> CD burner up. I made like 250 of them shit. Mm-hmm. Went to high school, boom, start passing them out. Passing them shits out. Niggas was going crazy, so I did that shit again. <laughs> went to another high school, did the same thing again. I went to Moore, did it first. Went to Granby and did it. Went to Booker T and did it. Mm-hmm. And I stopped at Lake Taylor. Because mm-hmm. I lived in Poplar Hall, I lived in Poplar Hall, so I wasn't that far away and shit. But other than that, I ain't going no further out. But yeah. <laughs> Yep. What school did you get the best uh, reception from? With so, your tape. With the tape. <laughs> the best reception for real. It. I mean, it was kind of like scattered. <laughs> it was kind of like scattered about because everybody, everybody in the school at Mori already knew I rap. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so they were kind of biased. I feel mm-hmm. because they were already familiar. But like when I would be out in certain areas, niggas would be like, "Hey, bro, ain't you that nigga that rap?" Mm-hmm. And I would be like, "Yeah." They'd be like, "Bro, that shit hard." I'm like, All right, bet. You know, so. <laughs> It wasn't like, and at this time, you know, social media and shit wasn't. Right. Wasn't it was thing, word of mouth. Yeah, I'm an old man, like I said, you know what I mean? MySpace, <laughs> MySpace was just getting lit. MySpace oh was just, my you know what I'm saying? MySpace, yeah. MySpace was just getting lit. So with that, like, a nigga had to really see you and be like, bro, you really nice for real. So right. when I would be at Military Circle Mall on Saturdays and shit, when the mall would be lit, niggas would be like, hey, bro, ain't you the nigga that got that? Yeah, bro. I was like, yo, bro, that shit hard, bro. That shit fire, oh bro. So that was that was the start of it, you know, and then from there I just kept going. Mm-hmm. Every year that I was in high school from then, I put a tape out. Wow. So I, yeah, so I had put out like three mm. or four mixtapes. Nah, I put out three tapes. A is the letter, A is the letter. Yeah, three tapes. A is the letter one, two, and three when I was in high school. I gotta hear these tapes. So listen, that's the thing though, these shits are like grills in the city, right? Mm-hmm. Because niggas talk about them to this day. I see niggas, they be like, Are you oh, serious? You, you remember that tape you gave me in high school? I'd be like, Yeah, do you have it? Nah, do you have it? Ah. Damn, man. If anybody hears Damn, this podcast, a, what is the name of it? A, a is the letter. A is the letter. One, one two, two, or three. Or three, yeah. Like. If you have it, bring it to me yes, or bring it, it to the store because yeah, yeah, yeah. we looking Niggas for it. Niggas are bidding on it right now. Listen, I'm right. Telling you, I'm telling you. 
but yeah, from there I just like just kept going. I got the bug. I really got the bug, and mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't a thing where it was like uh, me being excited that niggas knew who I was. It was me being excited that niggas felt like I was nice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So uh, once that shit started, I was like, nah, we gotta keep this going. So I just kept rapping, kept doing that shit, and then from there it just uh, progressed to like shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this area, I was like one of the first rappers to start really doing shows and showcases in this age, I guess you could say. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because, like, late 2000s, if that makes sense. Because I graduated high school in 2006. Mm-hmm. I mean, old man shit. You feel me? Old man shit. <laughs> so, but yeah, nah. I, uh, in like 08, 2008, 2010, I was doing live shows and shit, live band. You know what I mean? Who are you doing shows with? Uh, at the O Band was the name of the band the back then. Now they have kind of broken up. I see bits and pieces of them in my man Rico's band. Okay. Uh, my man AJ and BJ, mm-hmm. they were playing in another band. But that that's what it was, though. Like, I always had in my mind, I wanted to be Jay-Z for real. Mm-hmm. Like, that's always what it was for me. So I always looked at it like, how what could I do to separate you know what I mean? Myself from everybody else. What could I do to be super distinguishing? So, uh, the mixtapes were first in high school because nobody was putting out tapes. So I was putting out tapes. Right. When I got out of school, niggas started putting out tapes, but they weren't really doing shows. And when they was doing shows, the shits weren't done right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it wasn't a show. You know, it wasn't a show even back then. Right. Like, we, under, we understood, man. Like, it wasn't a show. Like, so that was the next thing. Like, all right, I'm going to do shows. Uh, Oh, so you started putting together shows. Yeah, we started putting together shows. Oh, you started yeah. putting together shows. Okay. Yeah, yeah, me and my manager at the time, Steve, we were putting together shows. It was my show. Where were y'all doing shows at? So, um, it is Pla- Nat Plaza Azteca. I'm trying to remember what the name of it is, but it's it's going down 21st Street, like doing the going towards Park Place before you go over the train tracks and shit. It's in the corner. It was a Mexican restaurant. Okay. Are you, uh, but we it, they had an open space, and we would bring the band out and shit. And I would put on a live show. Uh, it was a uh, mid driver, a driver unplugged and shit. Oh wow! So I started That's doing those. Really cool. Yeah, started doing those. Um, we actually, uh, truth be told, <laughs> the first Shag Fest shows. Lord, <laughs> oh, Lord. The first Shag Fest shows. Uh, we were actually in like helping put together and shit like that. That mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like, when like. <laughs> Back when that nah before it was even Shagfest, before it was even what people know it to be now and shit. Like I can show you pictures and posters of like Shaggy's local land. Oh, I believe shit. you. <laughs> I <laughs> believe you. No cap. <laughs> I believe you. We were, like really helping, you know, to take part in that. That was a big. That was a. That was a. A, a helping factor in my career too, though. Okay. Because you know a lot of people feel crazy about my man Brandon, but Shaggy, my dog, though. Shaggy, my dog, though. You just have to understand how the game work. You know what I mean? But Shaggy's my That's dog, That's very though. true. You know what I mean? I don't know, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. Yeah, you know, certain, certain, heard some shit about Shaggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, in certain, that's, that's what everybody, but I tell people all the time, in, 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 in the entertainment business, you have right. to separate friends from, like, the business. And that's in business in general. If you meet somebody and you get to talk to them and shit and find out that they're actually a cool person, all right, cool. But if you got some shit with you, Mm-hmm. I got to know how to deal with you when it comes to that shit. Mm-hmm. Well, that ain't even... So I'm talking about scams. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm yeah, talking about scams. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I don't know about that part. <laughs> yeah, you know, like that. And even with that, though, that is uh, based upon self. You got to gauge, gauge certain things on your own. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to really be able to 
tell what is and what isn't worthwhile, you know, in that. So that's something else that I, I put a lot of that on the artist too. You know what I mean? Don't be so eager. Don't be so eager. Well, you know what, Shaggy? It is the inter- it is the it is the music business. It's all entertainment. If mm-hmm. niggas go to New York, that hustle flips all the time. So yeah. I don't understand why people do that though. Like I feel like you selling people a dream, and I feel like that's wrong. Nah, I don't think so. I don't think you selling people a dream. I feel like you are. You charging niggas four hundred dollars to audition when you already got the winner in mind. You don't think I that's know a little niggas bit that charge up. people to open up, man. And it's like you you open but up for what? That's a little. It it makes a little more sense. No, it don't. It, it makes a little more sense. They don't have no CDs. They're not throwing out no flyers. They're okay. They're not giving out no content. They're but not that's doing nothing. on them. They have the opportunity to do that. Right. That's on them. But you paying to open and paying to do an audition that you don't even know if you're going to get the return on your investment yet. Like, it's that's, the same situation, though. You don't I don't know, feel like it's the same situation. You don't know if you're going to get the return on your investment if you open it for somebody. Yeah, but it's, de- it's definitely going to be more people there to see you perform if right. you're opening for someone right. than if you're doing a... Right. But again, that's a judgment call. That's yeah. something that is based upon the artist. You have to know what is what's worth it and what's not. Now, if you are in a situation where you feel like, yo, this is going to change my life, and you feel like that's worth something for you to do, you know what I mean? If the opportunity is there for you to do it and that's something that you want to do, you can't be mad at the outcome if you don't win, you know? I mean... I definitely see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But I still feel like certain shit is just wrong. Shaggy, if you ever hear this and you want to come on this show and talk about it, <laughs> hit me up and we can talk about it. Unblock me from Twitter. <laughs> like, like, we can talk about it. We can talk about it. I mean, I was, I'm always open to have a discussion. But it's just when I keep hearing these things from all these different artists, and it's like all different types of different artists, then I have to listen. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, it's not just one person. It's just... Hella people saying the same shit. So it's like, what's really going on? But that's your man. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna do him today. But you know what but... this conversation reminds me of? So Khalees put out the other day about Pharrell and the Neptunes. And, or, yeah. And she was saying that um, she thought she was going to be getting like 33% of <coughs> royalties off of um, the albums that she did with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, she ended up getting, like, screwed over based on her percentage. And she didn't notice until, like, after her tour was over because she was mainly making tour bread during that time in her life. And it's like, on one end, the artist has to have that business to them. And then on the other end, I know people feel like... People (coughs) feel disrespected when you trust the business person that you're working with and you trust that they're going to make the best judgment for themselves, but everybody in the industry is for themselves. So when you get screwed over, it's like, it's a catch 22. It's like, damn, I could have been better, but they could have been better. (laughs) You got to pick and choose your, uh, pick and choose your battles. Mm -hmm. I always tell artists, man, don't go pay for shit like that. Right. I feel like you shouldn't pay for shit like that. I tell, I tell you know, I tell people all the time. I and you know, since I have had this store, I've had a lot of artists like just come in, just kick it, cause this is like chill spots, mm-hmm. home base for real. Niggas come in and they ask questions and shit. Mm-hmm. Yo, driver man, such and such is doing X Y Z in New York. They charging five hundred. You think I should do it? No. My mm-hmm. thought is if they, if you have five hundred to do that. 
take that five hundred dollars, bro. Go invest in yourself mm-hmm. directly, though. Yes. You know what I mean? Don't put it in somebody else's hands. Take it and put it in some CDs or some or some type of content. Shoot a video. Right. You know what I mean? Go do something that will directly, you know what I mean, affect traffic. what you got going on to get you some type of traffic. Because like you said, if 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 you go to New York or you know what I mean, and you're paying for an event. A lot of the times, it's the same situation as it is here. They got the winner in mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It does put you in front of a different audience, but if you don't approach it the right way, like you taking type some type of content with you so people can follow you, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a loss. I always feel because niggas just go up there and rap, and they go to them shows. It's a hundred niggas rapping. Exactly. Yes. Coast to coast mixtapes. Coast to coast mixtapes. Coast to coast mixtapes. Two hundred niggas rapping. Like, yo, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> so, I always say, like, try to find ways to do direct investments in your own personal brand. Mm-hmm. If you if you got 500 and you want to perform for 500, put together a show. Yep. Put together a show yeah. and, and really see who fuck with you. Yeah. Like, like I was saying, you know, that's something that we, we started doing on, in my team super young, super early, was throwing shows. And word of mouth is really how I became a rapper out here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like... It's different, man, because you really had to be doing the things, you know, people had to really see it, you know, mm-hmm. they had to be able to talk about it. And I think that's why I approach it the way I do still, like, with, with the, the, the concept of doing the shows and really doing feasible things for people to have engaged you off of as an artist as opposed to paying other people to go do shit like a show. Nah, right. Take that money do your own show, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Buy some CDs at your show. Pass sell the CDs or pass the CDs out at your show. Mm-hmm. So you can really feel like you didn't gang at your show because if you gain ten fans here, they'll fuck with you for a long time. Yeah. You know I mean, they'll keep tapping in for real. So that is true. I mean, I guess people do kind of be looking for like a quick way to get fans and get in front of people and yeah. stuff like that. Sometimes that's not the best. That's part. not the best because like even so like I said, you know, I to this day still have people ask me about a mixtape in high school. Mm-hmm. Reason yeah. being is because from that point, they became a fan, and it's like, damn, bro, you still doing this shit. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so you know what? You still fucking with it, I'm still fucking with you. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? After they asked me about the mixtape in high school, they asked me, yo, where can I get the new shit? And I mm-hmm. said, yo, let me see your phone. What's your streaming service, bro? And I download this shit and give them their phone back. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's just locking somebody into what you're doing. And that's 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 now something I think that a lot of artists miss mm-hmm. because of the whole... Uh, the whole availability and accessibility of like social media you're right. looking for that quick i'm gonna do this shit and gain a hundred thousand followers and fans real quick and it don't always happen mm-hmm. that way. you know what i'm saying instead of building a relationship with maybe like the 10 people around you yeah and that shit will spread like i tell people all and i also tell artists it's always a numbers game yeah right? it's truly a numbers game if you get 10 to 20 people right and they spending a hundred dollars with mm-hmm. you every month every month you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just on a consistent basis, though. You know, all right, bet. I got, I ain't getting a whole bunch of views. My video get 500 views, right? Mm-hmm. But 10% of those people are all the way tapped in. All the way tapped in. What's 10% of 500? 50, right? Mm-hmm. 50 people are all the way tapped in, right? Those 50 people are spending $100 with me every month. It's $5,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Super, mm. super quick. You get what I'm saying? You feel me? It's a numbers game. But niggas don't see it that way. Nope. And that's what I be trying to preach to my young niggas, though. Like, if you're going to do it, bro, don't get mad. Because people will see, like, I be telling niggas all the time, bro, I'm way different than these niggas. You'll see these niggas, they'll have 300,000 views. Yeah. Uh-huh. nobody buy their T-shirt. Yep. Or they don't even have a T-shirt or to sell. Or they don't sell. even yeah. have a T-shirt to sell. 
You get what I'm saying, Chrissy? They don't even have a t-shirt. They don't even have a t-shirt to sell. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> Is it true? No. You feel me? Yeah. I'll put out a video. That shit will get 575 real views. Mm-hmm. Real views. You feel me? Keyword. 100 of those people will come in here and spend $50 with yep. me. You feel me? That's just 100 of those people. If I put out something that all, all, all of them people like, they all spending $50. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So... My traffic is a little different than everybody else's. That's yep. why I'm able to be a driver all day long. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Because right. it's, it's a numbers game. You get what I'm saying? That's that's my biggest thing now, trying to just tell, teach people that, like, you can be an indie artist. You can really yes. do this shit if you approach it a certain way. It takes a lot of discipline, mm-hmm. you know, but it's really possible. Like, like I said, I truly can say that I can have 100 people. Well, 50 people spend, spend $100. We're going to do $5,000 in here. We got overhead. So, it it might not be five thousand exactly, mm-hmm. but I'm still making what somebody would make at a regular job each month. Exactly, being myself every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's that's the goal. So right, that's it's just all in how you approach it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh-huh. I'm learning a lot. Uh-huh. You see me writing <laughs> like I'm I'm learning uh-huh. a lot. That's all. It's, it's, I'm telling you, like. I really the reason why I still listen to super old rappers is because I feel like I learn from them niggas. Yes. You know what I mean? Like Nip, I caught I, Nip is real big for me. If you look around the store, we got Marathon Flags and right. All Money in S's and shit everywhere because that's really a logic. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw somebody say the other day. I, I think it was Russ. He was like, "What makes legends legends is that they leave a le- leave behind a legacy and mindset that you can really follow. Mm-hmm. Like it's a step by step for real. Like even the cold Mamba mentality shit Kobe had. His thing was." Work until you can't get it wrong. You know what I mean? Just keep keep working right, at it. Yeah. If you put the work in, you'll be as great as you want to be. You yep. know what I mean? With Nip, it's the marathon continues. You got to keep doing the shit. Mm-hmm. You got to keep pushing. It's a it's a, uh, a mindset and a path you can follow. Like, I really learned that numbers game shit with Nip, though. Uh-huh. Because when he did the whole Crenshaw tape and it was the 1,000, uh, what was it? He sold uh, 1,000 units for $100. You know what I mean? Mm. It was so great, so great because he only sold a thousand units, hundred dollars a CD. That's how they promoted it. But it was really like a package. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a show ticket. Those thousand people got a ticket to a show. They got a hoodie. They got a hat. They got a T-shirt and a CD. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But if I'm just telling you, I'm selling a hundred dollar album. It looks great. Mm-hmm. But from a numbers perspective, though, you getting this whole package. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's truly worth a hundred dollars. You just gave me $100. Mm-hmm. I'm going to promote it like I'm doing XYZ, and everybody else is going to buy. Everybody mm-hmm. else going to buy in. I get right. these 1,000 people to spend $100. I cleared $100,000. Mm-hmm. Let me do it. I'm on, man. Well, 10000 excuse me, but I'm going to do it. Like That's crazy, though. It's a numbers. That's it. It's playing a number. The people who would buy that $100 album, they're all buying it for different things that are in the bundle. Right. they all buying it for different things that are in the bundle. You know what I mean? And aside from the music, and then it's like you have something. Mm-hmm. You, you have a piece of something, so I really, I really paid attention to that and and took that and implemented that into a lot of this and how I looked at doing a lot of the business going forth with the whole made in for Brandon because it just made sense. Mm-hmm. Like I saw an interview with him and he, like I said, he was saying, if you think about it, I don't really have to sell that many units to make my money because exactly. I'm charging my price point and. I've made an exclusive amount of this many. So once they go and people feel like it's something, they're going to buy it. Mm-hmm. I done made my money. So I was like, damn, that makes a lot of sense. You know, target your demographic and yep. sell your, your product at a certain price point so you can make it. So, yeah, that's that's just how I go about it now. Mm. 
Man, I'm learning a lot. I like I like to learn though. Like yeah. I like to learn. This is good conversation. This is yeah. not ignorant conversation. Which, you know, sometimes on Black Hearts Club Radio we do get ignorant. But okay. today we're no, like today we're learning. We have and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to be more diverse. Okay. Yes. So we're trying to and show our range. Right. They see our range on certain platforms and then other platforms they only get a small glimpse of us. So these are the types of discussions that we need to have and that the people need to hear because mm-hmm. you got a lot of people out here, like you said, they just, they're not putting the thought into their brand. Yeah. They're just kind of running and just doing whatever. They don't have any money. They don't have shit to show for it right. but some fucking views. And the shit is so crazy. Yeah. Like, and, I, and you can implement this logic into whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. Whatever type of music you right. do. It don't matter, like, what you do. Or whatever, you're doing, whatever your craft yeah, is. Whatever your craft is. Like, you can target your market and just make product for them you know mm-hmm. what i mean like ryan leslie is another artist that really did that well mm-hmm. like he made a whole platform for for his fan base to just get his content yeah and you paying a subscription to him each month so you get ten thousand people to do that and those are low numbers mm-hmm. you know truly you just gaining that oh, however many times over that's a win exactly you know it's a win that is a win so as far as like, cause you're very, you know, you're very Virginian. You're very tapped into like the local area and stuff like that. Um, how do you feel about, I guess, like the the music scene out here? Like, do you feel like they're very receptive of, you know, like the type of music that you make, as far as with your lyricism oh, and stuff me, like I, that? I think with me, uh, because I've been doing it for so long. And at, at, at such a consistent level, people just respect me for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think it's known that, okay, Driver can rap, Driver's nice, he's going to put on the show, X, Y, Z. So when I see, uh, like, a lot of the younger rappers, they always show love and shit. Mm-hmm. And I really like them niggas, man, for real, because Who do you fuck with? Like, everybody. I like everybody? Beach Boy Tay. I like uh, Stu Money. Like I said, Stu Money, my nigga, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. I really fuck with Crazo. Crazo really is the GOAT, no matter what niggas say, mm-hmm. no matter how they feel, because Crazy is one of the rappers that I saw start and consistently grow and get to a point where niggas haven't gotten in this area. So, like, you got to give him his recognition for what it is, though. Um, who else is a nigga I fuck with? I like Cocaine Molly. Yep. I like Cocaine Molly. Who else do I like? Anybody that doesn't make trap rap. <laughs> uh, I, like, I like Era Hardaway. Okay. I like Era. Era can rap. Who else? Who else? I, st- I like Doski, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I miss seeing Doski on the I scene. love Doski. Doski, Doski energy was lit. That was one like, of my favorite rappers. Yeah, I don't Dosky, know what the yeah, fuck happened, but Doski energy was lit. I like Lando. My okay. only, my only, my only grievance with Lando is mm-hmm. that I get, I get it first. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. The whole artist emotion thing, you know, artists oh, yeah, are yeah, so yeah. super tapped into their emotion. I yeah. get it. Yeah, get it. You got to be in a certain space to make music. I get it. Mm-hmm. My only thing with him is that he really got it. Mm-hmm. I really feel like Lando got it. But he's too emotional sometimes. And it's like, bro, you got to just fight through that shit and put this content out. I know we go through shit. Write it down. Let's talk about it. Let's put it out. Because yeah. you have something that uh, does not come often. Like you're rapping. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And people are gravitating to it. Like, and the way that you're going about it is still very modern. So I think you need to stay on it because, like, now I don't know if the response will be the same when he put out content as it was when he was putting out content when he was super, super lit. Mm. Like, is everybody going to be as engaged as they were? 
that's my only thing because I feel like he really got it. Yeah. Um, the consistency is all I want. Right. From Lando. Because it's very easy to fall off. Yeah, that's, it. that's the mm-hmm. thing. And it's like, when you, and with him, it was organic and it was real. Right. You know what I mean? It, those were real numbers. People were really gauging that. And it's like, and I'm like, yo, bro, keep going. Just keep going. I used to tell him, like, yo, just keep going. Mm-hmm. All these niggas, whatever these niggas say to you, bro, fuck them niggas. Pay them mm-hmm. niggas to mind. They gonna be in the same spot next year. You got the opportunity to really take this shit because mm-hmm. the street fuck with you, the girls fuck with you, you know, you got the right people fucking with you, mm-hmm. you just keep doing what you're doing, right. you know what I mean? But whatever happened, happened, and he kind of, like, sat down a little bit, but yeah. I want to see him come back and do something real pop, real strong. He probably will. Yeah. Um, I hope so. One of my favorite rappers. And what's that? Yarn. Yarn is one of my favorite rappers. No bullshit. Got it, got it. Nah. I'm just kidding. See, listen, y'all. no, but see, people, people don't realize. Young Money Yon is a troll, and I fuck with Young Money Yon, but Young Money Yon is a troll ass nigga. That's Yon. my thing to hear. He's a troll. I'm talking that shit. I might take one day to just get into his discography, like no cap. I yeah. might just do that shit. See, but like, I like trap rap. <laughs> yeah, you like trap rap. He be like, it's is. But because I know that, that, that that's really who he is, and mm-hmm. he talk that shit, and I'm like, yeah, that's my nigga right there. I fuck with you. It is. I've seen him around since I was in like middle school, because he would do vlogs and shit like that. Yes, and go live. Yeah. On <laughs> my nigga, he been, he been lit. We gotta have y'all on the podcast <laughs> too. Hell yeah. Definitely need we to have right y'all on the door. podcast. Oh yeah. Oh, so now, but okay, outside. Outside of the trap rappers, I just had it. I did just think about my rappers that I love outside of trap rappers. Please uh-huh. share. My man Intellect. Okay. Intellect from the beach. Intellect is the goat also. Yes. Intellect is the goat also. Um, Will Young, he's a part of ATI. He makes really good records also. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucid. ATI, all them niggas really Oh, rap. Lucid. Yeah, Lucid yeah. raps too. Um, let me think. Nah, see, I'm just thinking about trap shit. Like my girl Ray Hooks. Yeah. Oh, Ray Hooks? Yeah. yeah, that's my nigga. Yeah. That's my nigga for real. Ray be, Ray be talking that shit. Ray Hooks is nice. Yeah. Like I said, I try to listen to everything, but it's it's kind of hard to escape the trap shit because everybody does the trap shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like the shit that gets the most attention anyway is the trap shit. I was going to ask, do you feel like Virginia has a sound? Because a lot of, I was talking to somebody else and they said that their music won't pop because it's not trap and that's, the 757 sound. But I don't feel like that's the sound that's going to pop from Virginia, honestly. Right. So, uh, historically, we've never really had a sound. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, we've always been an area that kind of like revolutionizes sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at it for what it's worth, Teddy Riley, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, what was it? Pop and rap, New Jack Swing. Right. You know, uh, for real, with all mm-hmm. the space, new Neptunes with all the space sounds mm-hmm. and shit. Tim with all of the weird outdoor sounds. Right. It's always something different. So because now uh, the trap sound is so saturated, I do not think that that's the sound that will make it out. Yeah. You right. know, uh, because it sounds just so. It just sounds like everything. Yeah, it sounds else. like it's monotonous, like everything else. It sounds yeah. just like everything else. So, uh, it might be a song. Another song like I'm a Dog that catches, mm-hmm. that catches steam or something like that. But do I see that being the sound? No. no. Yeah. Um, if you look at it, the last artist from here that really, really like popped mm-hmm. on a major level was Draw. Right. And that's not that sound. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's something different. 
And that's kind of what we are in a sense. I forgot to add him to that list yeah. that I put on my close friends. Drum too. But yeah. Masego too. And Sunny yeah. and Gate. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right. Masego. Masego yes. Tiny Desk is amazing. Yes, like, it is. You yep. know what I'm saying? And it was so crazy because I knew Masego before he blew. I knew Drum before he blew. You know what I mean? Because we all from the town. Like, they're my niggas too. Like mm-hmm. Sunny and Gabe and shit. So, I love Sunny. I love yeah, Sunny. those my guys. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's when you look at it, it's we are, I don't think that we're known for that sound. We're just known for a creative sound. Yes. So I do think that that'll probably want to be that will probably be one of the next things that makes it out. You'll get somebody that's a rapper or something that's super creative mm. and you got some weird ass some something about them or something about the sound of them is different and it and it goes. Hopefully, Scoozy. Yeah, I really fuck like with Scoozy. I like Scoozy a lot. I saw him live at EDL Fest. Yeah. And it was the first year, though, that Naya did it. And I was like, damn, this nigga really nice, though. Scoozy is a very talented rapper. I want rapper. him to he get can perform heavy. And yeah. he can rap. Right. I like you. Who else do you like from that side? Ooh, a lot of people. He said from that side. Yeah, because from here. Oh, like but from, from that side. From I that side, nobody. I thought he went from that oh, side. Oh, UV. Creatively. UV. Yes. UV? Okay. That's I'm my sure. bitch. I fuck with UV. Okay, I got to check her. I got to check into her because I ain't sure. I like all the trap niggas over there too. T. Crooks. I like T. Crooks. I like my nigga um, um, Big Money, period. These <laughs> niggas is ignorant. You got to fuck with my niggas. You don't fuck with them niggas, no? Check that shit out. I've seen it. I've heard it. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. I heard it. Like, <laughs> I fuck with Chesapeake. Yes, and Portsmouth a lot. Oh well. So who from Portsmouth do you like? I like Smoke. Who okay. Smoke? Okay. I like Danny Four Five Six. Okay. I like. Um, you, I'm, I'm. You putting me on right now. Yes, you need to come to one of our shows. Because you will be put on to new and better music. New and better music. Okay, so listen, are you familiar with Key Jack? Key Jack is from Norfolk. Key Jack is fire. Okay. Key Jack, A1 JC on. A1, yeah. Okay, so they like kind of run together. You got to, them my niggas for real. Them my young niggas for real. Yeah, Key Jack. Key Jack is really one of them ones too. Okay. He really is one of them ones. His tape is really, really good. It's called Jack Season. Okay. Yeah, his tape is really good. Um, I'm trying to think. I just seen my young nigga. He rapped too. Well, TP, of course. T- y'all mm-hmm. know TP raps. Yeah. Y'all check TP music out. TP makes good music also. Yeah, I've been hip to TP. Yeah. Um, speaking of Portsmouth, Breeze. Mm-hmm. Breeze is always going to be giving. I feel like Breeze is consistent too. Yeah. He consistently puts out good product. You know what I mean? When he, put, when he does put music out. I feel it. I mean, I fuck with the consistency, but I also feel like it's just time for some new names and faces. It's just time for some new names and faces. Yeah. Yeah, new energy's always good. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> new energy's always good. You always need somebody to come shake things up. That's how right. I feel. Like Right now, we really don't have anybody that is, like, super premier. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, I remember when Jan had his... His movement for real, it was like, all right, cool. We got a rapper out here. He's mm-hmm. putting out content. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I remember when Crazy was really like, right. He's super consistent. He's still consistent, but I remember when Crazy was like, right. in his like mm-hmm. bubble. I'm super bubbling. He was super, super running. Um, since then, I don't really think we've had Lando. Lando had a little run yeah. like that. Lando had a little run like that. But at this point, I don't think we've had uh, a rapper in a while. That's why I like right. Stu Money. 
as much as I like Stu because Stu is always in your face. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He's always being King Ratchet. You know what I mean? He's, mm-hmm. he's doing that shit. So I really like that. But at this point, nah, we don't. Bu and CEO, they they were shooting the shot at it. Right. You know they had they ran before they got locked up too, but it's been quiet. It's well, been quiet. <laughs> give me two more months. <laughs> Yeah, it's been quiet. We Free cool. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> we, we, need, we need somebody to like come and just be that energy. Mm-hmm. I do feel. I do feel that. I mean, I feel like a lot of people have the potential to do it. It's just a matter of having the right people behind you because yeah. this area, they don't really fuck with talent like that. Nah, nah, it's nah, just nah. popularity. So you got to look important. And yeah. a lot of these artists that I really think are really talented. They just, it, it's just people don't think they look important, so they're not really tapping in well, like see, they should be. You know, that's and that's the thing, man. That's the, that's the hardest part about the entertainment business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You still have to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. You have to be somebody of interest to other people. Well, I mean, even... You know, outside Now, outside of the talent, you know, that's right. the worst part about it. Outside right. of the talent, you have to be a person of interest to people. So uh, a lot of times... That perception is what does mm-hmm. open people up to you. If they look at you and feel like you're somebody I can aspire to be, admire to be, you got money, X, Y, Z, you super dope, whatever the case may be, however they perceive you, could give them reason to be more inclined, you know what I mean, to want to, like, get down. But that's just, it is what? I was about to say, because I feel like people, like, okay, Scoozy is a really good example, because I feel like Scoozy is really underrated. He's entertaining, mm-hmm. and he makes good music. It's just... He doesn't do gimmicks. So it's like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It, it's not going to be like a quick jump to the top for him. You yeah. know what I mean? But. I mean, I think one of, one of his, one of the things with him also, though, is that he's from like Hampton, Newport News. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I didn't even know that when I first started listening to his music, for to real? be honest That's with cool. you. Where'd you. Where'd you see him at? And the reason, and the reason why I say that, though, is because the culture is different. On, on that side of the oh, bridge, yeah, it is. as opposed to the to this this side over here, because I feel like if he was over here, the like the the type of shows and shit like that that he probably would have been doing at one mm-hmm. point would have been a lot different, because that's yeah. how drum pop for real. Like yeah. when drum was really doing shows and shit in Newport News, Hampton, they were like light. But once he got right real tight with Sunny and Gabe, yeah, side, mm-hmm. started doing shows and shit. Them shits used to be lit. Like yeah. I was at one. You know I was I mean? at like, the Granby Theater one. Yeah, like legit. That was right like, before he pop pop. Yeah, mainstream. Right, exactly. Like legit though. He, like once he came to this side and got plugged in with the right people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, with that, that whole energy that Sonny and Gabe had in the beach, he was gone from there. Yep. Look at this nigga here. Who is this nigga here? Rodney. <laughs> Which Rodney? Tra- oh, the oh one. yeah. Tra- Let's get to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. No. <laughs> oh hell yeah. This Just nigga, the motherfucker. <laughs> Fucking podcast, and he was there. The that's same not, hat. That's not this hat. Yeah, it that is. is brown. This I don't think in the same damn tight ass pants. I ain't gonna get on Rodney. I ain't gonna do Rodney today. That's not the same. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not gonna do you today, so it don't matter. <laughs> really nice and Wait, where your ball at? He said they're nice and expensive. Y'all hear this? Y'all hear this? <laughs> the basketball uh, is probably close to the wall. 
Boy, don't shoot the ball. How you gonna shoot the ball while it's a podcast going on? Because he doesn't care. He That's the answer. Yes, he doesn't care. Record your podcast on a phone? Yes, and perfectly. And it's perfectly fine. fine. It works. <laughs> I didn't know that. My bad. I'll be quiet. Ain't nobody say that when I walk through the door. Y'all just Rodney. Just what we talking about? Beach niggas. No, I'm just kidding. Um. We're going to wrap it up, though. Okay. <laughs> so, any upcoming things you want to shout out before we wrap it up? Uh, I have a show this February 28th, uh, West Beach Tavern. Shout out to my brother, Intellect. There's a lot of other dope artists, poets uh, performing also. He said I was the headliner for whatever that means. <laughs> for whatever that means. Uh, um, shout out to you guys. You Thank know, you. Black Hearts Club. Appreciate this this love opportunity y'all pulling up. You know what I mean? Shout out to Made in Norfolk, of course. Yes. Uh, make a dollar every day to Chase Tape is available on all streaming platforms. Uh, follow me on all streaming platforms. Amir Driver, A-M-I-R-D-R-I-V-E-R. Yeah. Um, what else I got? I think that's it. Make a dollar every day. Make a dollar every day? Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Amir. You guys make sure that you check out Black Hearts Club Radio on all major streaming platforms. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and IG at Black Hearts Club, no A in black. And check out our blog, www.blackheartsclub.com. And um, thank you all for checking in. We'll see you all next episode.